It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea, and I'm joined by Dimity McDowell today. Hola, hola, Dimity, south of the border. <laughs> You're not going anywhere for the holidays, are you? I am not. No, no. Neither. no neither. I'm just kidding. It's, it's supposed to be five degrees on Saturday, so I'm just trying to put on my tropical personality. <laughs> keep, keep, oh that's a high of five. Cr- Low, crack like, open a Corona, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would give anything to just have vitamin D directly hitting my skin. Like it is, um, is it just gloomy there? And it was, I, when I ran today, it was, it is, it is gloomy. It was, uh, 22 degrees when I ran this morning with my, with the wind in my face for a lot of the time. Um, and then when I, I got back at a little after seven Oh five, I'll, I'll admit it was seven Oh six and it was still, the sun had not peaked up over the horizon yet. So. <laughs> yeah. The longest day is coming, right? Isn't it? That's twenty. I know it's a week from today as we record this, and so I was just so I thought that I'm like, oh, phew. Okay, the days will just get a couple, a little bit shorter, and then it starts going the opposite direction, and I ah, oh, that makes me so happy to be past the darkest day of the year. Yes. Um, I mean, being particularly this far north as Portland is, it um, it makes a big difference. So oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so Dim, we, we're going to keep this intro short, but um, have to ask, are you having a cookie party this year? We are. I just, I, I got to say December has gone oh. in. Like, I feel like the light switch turned on and all of a sudden it's December, middle of December. Oh, right? and suddenly it's expedited shipping practically to get stuff here. I know. Oh, don't get me started. I'm so far behind. I am so far behind on that front. Um, And well, this is how far behind I am is that uh, Ben wanted this Cosmo robot. Have you heard of that? C-O-Z-M-O? No, I have not. Okay, so I went and looked at it like around Thanksgiving on Amazon. It was like $180, which I'm like, that's a that's lot, a lot of, money of money. Yes, it is. For some for something that, um, you know, he'll probably play with for a month and then I'll probably break. <laughs> um, and so I was like, no. And then I, then I couldn't think of anything else to get him. So I'm like, fine, I'll just get him the stupid Cosmo thing and like, you know, just make everything out, you know, like put him a candy cane in his stocking and call it good. And um and uh, go on Amazon the other night. Oh, it's four hundred and fifty dollars no. now. No. Yes, yes. Because of you know, it's the Cabbage Patch doll, I guess. Of you know, oh of my, my childhood. gosh. So we're not getting that. Needless to say, um, <laughs> what I did get him, which is uh, more expensive but way more useful, uh-huh. and will surprise the heck out of him, is a trampoline. <gasps> and I'm so excited because. You know, it's like ten-year-old boys. Given, Alex, the producer, giving the big thumbs up. It's 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 exactly what he needs. He has so much energy. He does not need another screen. He does not need to be tethered to another. You know, so yes, I mean, it's, it's, it was obvious. It was like I think the tramp was three hundred, which is a lot to spend. I mean, a lot, but 
he's wanted one forever. He didn't ask for it, so he's going to be super excited, I think. Oh, yeah. And, and it'll keep him busy. Oh. I mean, that's all he all he wants is to jump. And, and also, like, Go it's, it's going to be, I mean, now you're going to be the house, so you got to get it, like, stock up on the sunny delight. And, there's a lot of tramps in our neighborhood, but a lot, there of, are tramps a lot of tramps in your neighborhood. You live in that kind of neighborhood, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of trampolines, but, you know, it's always, you know, parents get a little, and I get it, you know, a little nervous about liability mm-hmm. and, you know, dogs in the yard and stuff. And I just, I was like, you know what? He he will love this. So, oh. so that's my and we and, and and so to answer your question, yes, we are. Um, have I done anything about it about the cookie decorating party? No, it's on Sunday. Oh. So Saturday uh-huh. is going to be dedicated to. That was me cutting my cookies. You know, cut cut scrape cut scrape cut scrape and you know pulling together red dots and red hots and red dots and i don't know what else it's like honestly god i just it's is it is this year like just fast i can't oh, figure it's, it out uh, it's so insane i mean i feel because we have this um little um funny mickey mouse it's not a calendar even and i don't know where it showed up from but it has little wooden blocks so you can flip it around and you know it's october november december you know that type of thing and you move the numbers and all this stuff i mean it's on October 23rd. It's stuck on October 23rd. We just don't touch it. And I'm like, wait, I think that was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, seriously. What it feels. So are you doing the party? So, oh my gosh. So I will, I will keep this short. But so, you know, I always like to do it on a Friday after school because then the kids can just come straight home. Like they can bring their buddies yeah. home from school. And so... Um, was supposed I typically I would have done it last Friday which was I think the 9th if I'm doing my math right but I was supposed to have my um 50 year old colonoscopy um <laughs> this is related so I thought well I can't do the cookie party that day but the day before was this huge and so it's just totally routine you know there's nothing yeah. wrong just because I hit the, hit the milestone yep. yep and and I kept on postponing it because my practice they make you you can't eat any seeds, nuts, or visible oats for one entire week before your procedure. And so that includes oh God, things like... Visible oats. That's yeah. So okay, so so <laughs> what do I have every morning for breakfast? Yeah, what yeah. do I have every morning for breakfast? Oh, homemade, <laughs> no, homemade granola, which has oh. seeds, nuts, and visible oats. And so, yeah. and then, oh, and usually I have raspberries in it. And then on the days that I don't have that, you know, before a workout, I'll have the Can't Beat Me Smoothie from the Eat Slow, Run Fast cookbook. And so that okay. has tons of blueberries, which are, you know, seeds and then the skins. They don't like that. Oh, and the woman, when they called to tell me like, okay, Jeez. remember today's the day you have to stop eating these things. And she said, oh, you can have like talking about fruits. And, and she said, you can have grapes as long as you take the seeds out. And I want to say, oh, and should I have my cabana boy also peel them for me? I'm like, <laughs> I know, right? is, oh my God. I've never taking heard that out this- Is that just a Portland thing? Because that feels, oh. I've never... I've heard about drinking of like a bad liquid. Oh, yeah. Yes, exactly. The day before I knew, you know, the day before was supposed to be just liquids only. And then, you know, at 6 p.m. the night before, you know, you you drink the clean the chute um, liquid. But yeah, Uh so there are different protocols. A lot of them talk about doing the, you know, no seed nut thing, like maybe two days before. But like, so... I, I, I started Portlandia. doing it in the summer once. Very Portland. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm just like, no, I, I'm not going to skip eating tomatoes and raspberries and blueberries in the summer. So I'm finally yeah. like, okay, December 9th. I'm doing it December 9th and plan that like months in advance. And so started a week before doing the, you know, cutting those things out of my diet. It was really hard to figure out what to eat for breakfast, for lunch, for all meals. It was tough. Okay. And then Thursday, 
um, was only drinking clear liquids and uh, there was snow, there was ice, freezing rain, and at two o'clock in the afternoon, they called to say that they were canceling the procedure the next morning. And I'm like, can I get that week back in my life? And so it was two o'clock. I had just had my clear broth for lunch. And and I'm like, screw that. I'm going down and having yogurt and granola. <laughs> and so Living large, living large. I sure was. So anyway, so no um so that so then it was too late to plan the party and then uh, they were predicting more bad weather for this week. So to I don't know when we're having our cookie party. Mm. <sighs> Maybe make New Year's yeah, New Year's my- cookies. Yeah. Um so Seriously. New Year's cookies. I love that. Such as stars. I can do that. Yeah, well, and then, and then, I mean, talk about, you know, going fast. So, you you know, you speed up to Christmas like it's 65 miles an hour. And then literally like the day after Christmas, if you celebrate Christmas, it's like. Okay, now what? Here yeah. we <laughs> go. You know, and like, and they're out of school uh, for another like at least full fight, you know. Yeah. Throw some sugar uh, at them. That's, a, that's not a bad Stop. idea. I like that idea, yeah. Dim. Yeah. Thanks. thanks. <laughs> right. um, so great. Well, um, Dim, I'm going to let you cue up this podcast because it is a special one. It is. Yeah. Well, so, so speaking of the new year, we are going to talk to the Train Like a Mother Club coaches to give you a preview of the plans that we are offering in 2017, as well as some insight into their coaching perspective. Um, we're going to talk to Coach MK Fleming, who does the heart rate programs, and then Amanda Loudon, who does the traditional running programs, and finally Jennifer Harrison, who does the triathlon programs. Brand new. Um, a few things just to note before we get started. We are basically having running programs year round now. There's been enough requests for that that we wanted to do that, with the exception of the month of August, because that month is dominated by family vacations, back to school errands, and crazy high temperatures in most parts of mm-hmm. the world. Um, and our triathlon programs, which are for the sprint and Olympic distance races, are for races in May, June, July, and August. And then finally, um, we're gonna have a beginning 5K success program as well as a 50K and 50 miler ultra programs. And they each have their own amazing coaches that we are gonna have on with webinars like we did last week for, um, for you guys. And then we're also gonna have them on the podcast. So you'll be able to meet them and hear them. Um, and so um, that will happen in mid-January. Um, so we're not going to turn this into an immer- infomercial anymore. It's just just $19.95 and you can get Ginzu knives for free. Um, but I just want to let you know that, that it is in each of these programs. We take our tagline, support from your first step to the finish line, to heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. All right. Well, that's also some big news, Dimity. You packed a lot into that intro. so I'm- I know. I know I did. Well, and, I, and we also are doing... Um, Simply Nourished Like a Mother, which is a program with Allie Kempton, who does Simply Nourished right. Nutrition Who's here on the podcast in, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yep, in Denver. And that's what she talked about oil. What was it? Oil flossing or something? Uh, oil pulling. Oil pulling. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard about that before. <laughs> um, she's got some interesting tricks up her sleeve and some other, you know, more um, traditional advice. And then we're also doing um, small group webinars with Dr. Justin Ross, who is a sports psychologist here in Denver about motivation, um, mental toughness, and race day strategy and execution. So all this stuff is going to roll out, um, you know, soon. I mean, we're going to get it all going. Um, the Justin will be the last one to go, and he's going to – this his programs will start in February. But you can find all the information um, at trainlikeamother.club, and let's get, get this party on the – get this party started, right? Yep, I was going to get on the road, but that means that we're done. <laughs> 
Okay, let's bring on MK Fleming, who leads the heart rate programs. We've got three plans for the half marathon, three for the marathon, and two eight-week programs, heart rate 101 and 102, which are great places to either find your heart rate groove, which is in 101, or build some serious strength in 102. Like, that has, like, glutes of glory and bulletproof butt. <laughs> I think Glutes of glory, isn't that a Lady Gaga song? I'm not sure. <laughs> you will be on the edge of glory after doing glutes of glory that's there you for go. sure very good, very good. Um, all right so mk tell us a little bit about your coaching style um you know i like to think i've been using the coach the hashtag coached and loved pretty much ever since i started because i do tend to overthink things but which isn't really a bad thing i tend to find that my clients tend to underthink scenarios so i try to make sure that um, everyone feels fully supported in every way possible in every decision that they make. And they, they've really thought through the implications. So we can't really, really, really care about a training cycle, for example, and say that this, the, the PR and the, and the time, and it's, it's the most important thing ever, and then pick, you know, um, a, a race in Thailand during monsoon season. You know? And that, <laughs> oh, that sounds a little I extreme, <laughs> but, but some of the, some of the choices that I, or the situations I've been handed, you know, aren't really that far off. So, or it doesn't strike them as extreme. Like, Oh really? You think it could rain in Portland? Like mm-hmm. parts of the year? Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you're not, if you're used to it, it's one thing, but if you're not, you know, that's again. So I, I, I like to, I often refer to myself as a stage coach, um, like stage mom and a coach all rolled into one. And uh, when it's coming at you, you're going to know. Versus the stage coach like Wells Fargo, you know, coming at you with some gifts and some, you know, a yeah. catalog. Uh-huh, yeah. Bundle of cash. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that doesn't happen. But yeah, I mean, um, and you are very detail oriented, right? I mean, I ask her to write something and literally 11 pages later, I'm like, okay, how, how are we going to edit this down, MK? She's like, I'm sorry, I don't do tweets. Yeah. Right? No, no. Nothing I say could be tweet sized and clearly I can never run for office again, but... awesome well so uh, you know we did do a full um, podcast with you on heart rate training but I'm just curious can you kind of talk about kind of give the elevator pitch and we can go to like you know the 99th floor we don't have to just go to like the 12th floor but why why heart rate heart rate training is such an ideal way for mother runners in particular to train everyone's looking for the magic workout the silver bullet that one thing that's going to make them stronger faster better uh pr worthy and really help them soar and more often than not um that workout is the easy effort run and most runners that i've ever coached have never done one so the heart rate monitor is is there just to keep you honest and to make sure that easy effort is kept at an easy effort because it's one thing the rpe and the borg scale all tends to fall apart with this sort of type of person that gravitates towards distance running because it's like the question you ask yourself when I say is this does this feel easy the question you ask yourself is is this hard could I go harder even if you're like fine got it good good you know quit talking to me but which is kind of defeats the purpose like okay maybe we need to slow it down so the heart rate monitor is there to, to catch you since I, I won't be physical the stagecoach is parked in one physical location <laughs> during all of your runs <laughs> But there are, it's not just all, I mean, so, so the amazing, there are two, the, the half marathon plan and the marathon plan, there are two of them that are very much focused on cardiovascular endurance, right? Because the half marathon and the marathon are endurance, but then talk about some of the other elements that you put in there, like the speed development, but also the strength training, the foam rolling. I mean, all the stuff that, um, Mm -hmm. kind of are what we, what we say are, non-required requirements yeah. or required non-requirements. I can't remember how I phrased it, but, you know, extras that aren't really extra kind of thing. Well, the thing that one of my favorite new catchphrases is, um, you know, that special sauce without a burger is just goo. 
I mean, if you were <laughs> if you had a dinner party and I showed up and was like, oh my gosh, do you have mayonnaise? Could I have a spoon? And I just sat there. It would be weird. That's not a meal. And that's kind of what a lot of runners tend to do with their training plans. And is there a point in a runner's career where that could be okay? Maybe, but I guarantee that most of us, if we've had a baby in the past three to five years, we're not there yet. So it's believing in the power of yet and taking the, the firm, solid steps today that will lead to badassery tomorrow. And I promise if you don't stop, the badassery is coming. So some of the later elements, once we've gone through 20 weeks and we have established that, that firm, solid base, we have redefined your approach to easy effort or even what you think, reset that, that we've actually set the Borg scale in your head and now you kind of know um, what easy versus different levels of hard. Um, we're, we're, we have short strength circuits. And if you did all of the things, it would really add up to about 10 extra minutes a day. I mean, I have three kids under five, um, a husband that I would like to keep and, you know, effectively a job that is wonderful and flexible, but has really become this full-time thing. I'm almost working as much as I did when I was a banker, only I'm a thousand percent happier and I get to shower. So it's awesome. But I'm a busy (laughs) person too. And I'm not going to ask you guys to do more than what I'm doing in my day. So either uh, stability on the BOSU and basic loops, um, resistance loops to try to work on some of those smaller muscles in your hips that probably got busted when you had a baby or maybe never were that strong to begin with. Um, but really making sure that your 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 chassis, as Dimini's trying to teach me how to pronounce things correctly. Chassis, yeah. yeah. Your chassis is really <laughs> good and strong. And if I wanted to continue that car analogy, I mean, I already told the story about Bubba, but if you've ever driven a stick shift there uh, or have any, can relate to what that looks like, um, third gear is not better than second gear. Fourth gear is not better than third gear. If you were to go from first to fourth, what happens? I mean, you stall out. You can't find them, grind them. Something <laughs> you're killing. Effectively, you stall out and you're killing the engine. And so I think runners kind of tend to do the same thing. And the way I've, I've programmed this is to like save you from yourself and to get you to that next step safely and comfortably. Um, so we're going to actually find second gear before we go to third. And uh, once we get there, all the stuff that we do is going to be super effective. So like Julie Patno Winkler, I love seeing her post the other day on Facebook where she was like, I did not see any improvement in my easy effort pace during the 20 weeks in this program, which, you know, it, there are a lot of things that go into the easy effort pace, but I'm, Dimity's already given me the stink eye. And so I, I am not. Um, because I talk a lot. I, do, I, do, I did give you the stink eye during the three-hour webinars we did last week. But, <laughs> but right now, we, we got, we're good. We're good. Hey, I promised everyone I would stay until all the questions were answered. And, you know. And, and we did it. And we, we did, did it. it. Every yeah. single day. Well, six days out of the seven. So <laughs> the long, the two, three of the webinars, no joke, were longer than my longest long run during my last marathon training cycle. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is mental preparation. Yeah. But back to Julie. So she was like, you know, I, I, she, she was ready. She ran her marathon. She was like, I didn't see, this is the one thing I try, I try to teach people not to focus on is that easy effort pace. Cause it can vary so much for so many reasons. But as soon as she started one or two and this strength and the different elements of speed, well, not, not proper speed development. I get careful about the coaching nomenclature here because um, what it is, it's, it's cardio, cardio, it's the type of speed work that leads to cardiovascular efficiency. It's man, her easy effort pace has dropped like a rock. It's already down in the, in the low twelves. So that's when you do these things before you're ready, you get hurt or you burn out. When you do them when your body is ready, you get stronger and faster. And all I'm trying to do is make sure that happens to you guys. Yeah, so, so, so the, the idea with this program with heart rate training is not just about mm-hmm. one cycle, right? I mean, the, the, the race cycles are 20 weeks long and the 101 and 102 are eight weeks long. So it is a, you know, it's a considerable chunk of time, but really to reap the benefits of heart rate training, you've got to kind of 
give it at least two cycles, maybe even three, right? Well, you got to be willing to meet your body where it's at. Like, yeah. if you want to run a 3.30 marathon, I, I don't, I'm, I've, I think you can. Do I think you can do it in 20 weeks? No. With my program or any other? I don't know. So it's about finding kind of where you're at and then moving forward from there. And I never know exactly how many cycles it's going to take. All I can say is if you're going to, if you stay with it and you don't get injured and we don't go hard until it's time to go hard and we don't go harder than we have to on any given day, then we're going to get there. If we keep going too hard and we keep getting hurt and you keep getting sidelined and we keep having to restart, man, that's just going to take a whole lot longer. So why do that? There's, there are no shortcuts. And I wish there were. Um, the you best and me shortcut, both, sister. I know, right? <laughs> to like MK answering questions or like writing things. She was like, MK, could you tell us how to select a half marathon? And that was the 22 page document that got like filtered down to like 11. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I'm going to interject and, and um, remind you ladies to talk as slowly as you want people to run when they're on a low heart rate day because you guys are just standing next to each other sharing earbuds and just talking really fast. So... Um, Which is, it's, it's, but I had a stutter analyst when I was a kid, and it's um, ingrained in me. Just get the thought out before the stutter comes in. So I'm always trying oh, to outrun my stutter in every conversation. There you go. I didn't know that about you. Mm. So, oh, so I like to keep it fresh. Yep. So <laughs> what what we do? Just uh, I will um, slow down. But the so like for, so the training cycles go. So amazing is the first half marathon plan. Then you can go to excellent. And now the third round that we just put it at the end of this year was super excellent. And then MK, say what's going to be next. Maybe um, I mean, we might I need to bleep it, Alex, but. I call it the f-ings. I mean, we go to super, super excellent to f-ing excellent. And I, I, I can see it on a t-shirt now. Who doesn't need a good f-ing? But I have a feeling that my, the management might not love that or our new marketing might not love it either. And that's okay. We might, um, call it, we might call it the bleeping excellence. The bleepings. But, uh, I, you know, I really want people, by the time you've gotten there, to really just really own it and feel like everything you've done along the way. Because I'm also, I'm not just teaching you how to have a look at your running differently. I'm teaching you how to analyze and view yourself, your, your athletic abilities, your body, and your running differently. And by the time we get to f***ing amazing, I want you to feel f***ing amazing. Nice. All right. Well, that's we we were always hoping to have a bleep in our podcast. So now we have gotten like five years five. worth of them right there. So that's awesome. That makes it that's more awesome. interesting. There's there a psychological awesome. study about this not too long ago. A marketing study that came out of the University of Pennsylvania, um, where the bleeps got more attention, where you were more likely to draw attention to your product if there if there was a bleep in there. So you're welcome. That's <laughs> what I'm really trying to say. Merry Christmas to you, Sarah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so one of the new things that uh, the Talam Club is doing in 2017 is having goal races. Um, so, so maybe Dim and MK, feel free to chime in. Can you talk a bit about the Talam Club goal races? You know what those weekends are all about, what they're going to entail, which races are they? Yep. Okay. So actually, so we're calling them target races. Okay. Um, so, and I'm sorry, you haven't had to listen to like all the, the 22 hours of webinar for. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And we've kind of talked about the difference between a target and a goal. And a goal doesn't have a timeline, Sarah, just so you know, that's attached. A target but does. a target okay. does. And so we're target. So and, we just and then. just line up targets on the way to our goal. And you line Wait, up targets. Wait, you're saying on the a way. target has a, a time attached and a goal doesn't? Yeah. Yes. So you can say, I want to qualify for Boston. That's your goal. If you say, mm-hmm. I want to qualify for Boston in 2017. Then that's, that's um, something we can be working towards in 2017. But if you say like I want to qualify for Boston at Pocono Marathon, um, even if it's raining, like whew, and my man. family needs to be at the finish line. And if I don't, then I'm a fa- then I'm a failure. And I might have a hangover. So be ready. Make sure this program's worth it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but really, what we're trying to do is is just um, increase your odds for success, right? And as soon as you say 
um, as soon as you put a time mm-hmm. on something, then then it becomes a lot more stressful mm-hmm. and a lot more. Um, I mean, you're not more inclined to fail necessarily. It just becomes another source of stress, right? So right. if you say, I have to, like, like I always think of Terja, um, who wrote in um, Tales from Another Mother Runner. She tried to qualify for Boston, like, what, eight times, nine? Something. I can't remember a how lot. many times she, mm-hmm. yeah. And so if she would have said, I either have to do it at this Detroit Marathon or I'm not going to try again. Like that's that's setting yourself up for that's, failure. That's what J. Rowe calls a fixed mindset. And uh, I, I spend a lot of time with J. Rowe. I coach him. I love the guy. And uh, he's helped me kind of reframe the way that uh, my nomenclature and the way that I, I view this. Because I never want anyone going into a race thinking it's this is it. If you're not professional, you don't need that kind of pressure. Even if you are, I mean, that's still kind of a dangerous place to go. Because you're looking at it at the start line. You know, either I do this and I get what I want and the universe aligns or I'm a failure. And I don't, that's the last thing I want for anyone. So, because there's so much can happen on race day, it's going to be out of your control, especially mm-hmm. if you bring your kids, man, those got mine are at least are walking liability. They get <laughs> yeah, sick. Yeah. They need the one time I've got something to do this afternoon that already I can, I know is going to blow up because my youngest daughter gave me that look this morning that says, I'm going to vomit as you're walking <laughs> out the door and I know it's coming. So I'm like trying to get through my morning before that actually happens. But that's a long way of saying like you, you really how the first, the first step towards setting yourself up for success is defining what success is and then just taking steps toward it. Just like in a marathon, you know, you you can look at how much further you have to go, you're gonna get overwhelmed. Let's take pride in each step forward. And if you pay attention to that, one day you'll look up and that goal will be right there and and you will have no idea like, wow, I got there so much faster than I expected because you're looking back instead of measuring that distance forward. So so let's let's now that I know the nomenclature, let's circle back to the yeah, so target races. So and again, so the the target races are basically so last year we've kind of talked about it a little on the podcast. We went to the Twin Cities and we went to Philadelphia. And what mm-hmm. we did is basically it's a critical mass of mother runners. And with that, um, Coach MK comes along with that critical mass. Yeah. Um, and Coach mm-hmm. Amanda, who we're going to talk to next, who's in the traditional plans. Um, and so we'll have coaches there to help you and field your questions. Um, we will have a shakeout run of some kind, or not of some kind. We'll definitely have a shakeout run. And then we're going to have a gathering of some kind. So like in Philly, we had a um, Kelly Tag, who is an awesome mother runner, had an amazing party for us. Um, and just, you know, really good catering and, and, um, and it was, um, after the half marathon, but before the marathon and a couple of these races are like that. And so, you know, we'll definitely put it at a time that is, um, amenable to, if you were, you know, we're not going to a rave at 11 PM on, you know, at a disco on Saturday night, if you got the, you know, the marathon tomorrow. Well, yeah. we might uh, on Sunday because uh, Coach MK is coming and she does like a rave. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so these races are, um, it's Pittsburgh which is May 6th and 7th. Mm-hmm. So we'll be there. There's a half marathon and there's a marathon. Um, and then, oh, and then the other thing about the the really fun thing, actually, and was really fun in Philly because the half marathon was one day and the marathon was the other, like I just said. And so the cheering sections were there and we made posters. We had a poster making party. So I kind of think of it as it's definitely not the retreat. And, um, you know, we don't have, it's not food. It's not lodging. It's not any of that. It's just a chance to feel the connection you would at the retreat. And then, you know, um, and then, uh feel like, you know, coached and loved and connected and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. we're going to Pittsburgh in May. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to Jack and Jill's downhill half marathon and marathon. That is right outside of Seattle at the end of July. And mm-hmm. that race sells out fairly quickly. So it's not, the Sunday's already sold out. Saturday's is about 80% full. Okay. So Saturday. So the, the funny thing is they run both races, both days there. It's just that. So you can run Saturday. And, you can run and, the mar- 
And they also have ones on other days. So people have to make yes. sure that they're signing up for Jack and Jill's downhill, downhill marathon. at the end yeah. of its um, right. July 20, 29th and 30th, I yeah. believe. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, but it's not light at the end of the tunnel. It's not tunnel light. And it's, it's not, not tunnel. I mean, that's a different <laughs> racing. It's Jack company. and Jill like the, like the nursery rhyme. Yes, so. and exactly. that's part of the reason why we picked it. I was like, man, if we go with any of these others, there's gonna, it's going to cause too much confusion because it's all from the same company and it's all the same link. So this this at least makes it easier if you're if you're clicking on one, right. this is Jack and Jill. Right. You are probably getting what you want, what we want. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then we will be at Happy Girls, of course, which is in Spokane. So this is that's not really a target race, although you can train with us for it. But that's the that's the full blown concierge AMR retreat, you know, five star <laughs> treatment. Yes. Um, and then Twin Cities again. So that will be. Um, and we have been talking about trying to get um, a ten mile entries together as well. That's a oh, tough awesome. race to get into, but. Um, I looked yesterday and you can have up to nine people on a team. Oh. So we'll gather names and you guys can, we'll, we'll, we'll gather names and we will create teams and you guys can pick a name and hopefully that'll increase your chances of getting in. And then yeah. finally, um, and, but happy girls and twin cities are back to back. Yeah, they are. They're one weekend after another. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and the, the fun thing about this for me was what, the dynamic that happened in Philadelphia. I think we had 22 people participating in races, but we had at least another 50 that showed up just for the party. My husband oh, awesome. already got a, a shirt made up that says cheer tater. And so I'm like, we want to have a whole cheer tater section. I think that this is part of him putting pressure on me to remind me that we're having a baby in uh, 2017. That's our target. And uh, that we are going to be, because it's a maternity shirt. He's Oh, real, it's a maternity he's, shirt. He's real subtle, just he's like real... me. That's why, that's why it works. Um, but yeah, so we're going to, we're, we, um, I, lo- I love the idea, at least for me, like when I was running Philadelphia, that it was so cold that day and there was so much wind. And knowing that there, knowing that, because I had set up where, where the cheer stations were to be, knowing that, oh, there's another one coming up, I'll just hang on till there. And then seeing people it really just, it got me through in such a big way. And I, that was such a boost that, you know, I really want to try to make that possible for, um, to, to be at every race. And I'll be leading the cheer tater section. Um, <laughs> absolutely. With your belly. At all. Yeah. With yeah. my belly, hopefully at all yeah. those races. And then I'm, I'm 80 to 90% sure we'll go back to Philly, which is the weekend right before Thanksgiving in 2017. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And we want to encourage people that aren't racing to come, like, come, 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 come join us. See Dimity. She's awesome. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> and I'll be at Twin Cities and I'll be at Happy Girls. Oh, and and Adrian, Adrian's going to be at Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jack and Jill, it's just, it's the weekend right after the twins' birthday. They they turn 12 on the 28th. So that's a little, a little tight. Yes, um, sure, sure. So, no, yeah. yeah, it's going to be really fun. I mean, it is. And I, and um, the target races are open to heart rate and traditional. And then, you know, we'll also tell the AMR crowd about it. So it's not like, you know, you have to be a certain person to do it. And the, the best part is you can come solo. Like in Philly, there were four women that hooked up on the, the private Facebook page for the train, like a mother club, you mm-hmm. know, had met each other on the Facebook page, but you know, ended up sharing, you know, two double beds for the weekend and <laughs> oh now gosh. they're BFFs, you know, that's such a bammer story. My gosh, not, they didn't just share a hotel room. They shared queen size beds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it's great. And that, I mean, it really, it I can drive. Like they drove, they rent, like they came from New Hampshire. Didn't yeah. They? Like, yeah. That's, not wow. a, that's not a short drive. So road trip with strangers. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So do you think we, we covered, do you think we covered enough uh, territory? Was that a long enough run for you gals? I think so. I think we're good to go. Okay, good. Good, good. I mean, well, I could keep going, but Dimity's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> She needs both those headphones, so give her the earbud back. Um, Well, thanks for joining us, MK. Always fun. Thank you so much, Sarah. I appreciate it. All right. Next up, we'll be talking to Amanda Loudon, the coach of quote-unquote traditional running plans in the Train Like a Mother Club, and my occasional co-host. But first, a quick break. 
your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome, Amanda. This is kind of like a co-host guest jambalaya. It's all mixed up as to whose role is what. Hey, it's fun to join the party. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, we're really glad to have you on board in the Train Like a Mother Club, Amanda. And um, like uh, Sarah said, you coach the traditional running plans, which are like the 10K run walk, the 10K race. We've got um, three half marathon plans, which is um, run walk, run and race. And then this is new for this year is um, we've got two marathon plans, finally, one is 26.2 go the distance and one is 26.2 drum roll crush the distance and um, oh nice <laughs> nice yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> and i just edited crush the distance last night and um it was one of those moments where i was like thank god i do not care about my marathon time <laughs> this is a hard plan but that's it's very well put together. So, but before we go in there, tell, tell us about your coaching background, Amanda, and how you approach um, helping busy women reach their finish lines feeling totally badass. Sure. Um, so I've been coaching for probably around a decade and I've coached all types of uh, people from um, beginners to more advanced runners. I've coached in person, virtually, groups, one-on-one, everything in between. And when it comes to my approach to coaching, um, I, I tend to be um, crush it plan aside. I tend to be a little more of a conservative coach because um, I want to keep people healthy. And um, I think that you know, runner runner types, we we tend to bite off more than we can chew. So um, I would prefer to kind of keep things um, dialed back just a notch so that that we can keep people healthy and running and uh, finishing their races. So. Um, I guess that's that's how I would describe it. And also, I guess I always say that I like to be a bit interactive with my clients. Um, I like to have people tell me what's working and not working so that we can adjust as we go along and make sure that things are in sync with, with the runner's needs. Totally. And that comes a little yeah. bit from your own background, doesn't it? I mean, not uh, your injury background is similar to mine, right? Are you a pretty injury-prone runner? Yes. Where are you? Yes. <laughs> yeah, sorry, something you don't want to talk about. Knock on wood. Okay. I'm knocking on wood. But, but I mean, tell me, I mean, have you kind of had a lot of stops and starts and finally have found kind of a groove with what you do personally with your running or? Yeah, I would say that's true. Um, you know, I 
it's funny because I, I, you know, for years I was, I started as a triathlete and probably all those years of being a triathlete or triathlete were, those were in my thirties and I, I was injury free. I never had injuries. And then when mm. I kind of switched gear really, yeah, I know, which maybe that speaks volumes right no. there, but, um, <laughs> but I was also aging. And so then when, once I got into my forties and I became much more run focused, um, and really going for some big goals with marathoning and things like that. I definitely, I had so many, I just had a real run of injuries. And I do think one injury leads into the next, leads into the next often. Um, so finally, um, you know, I, I found the right PT for me and cleaned up my act and um, really, you know, started focusing more on um, kind of a prehab routine, strength work. Um, you know, I used to maybe do strength work once or twice a week and it was very lackadaisical and, and, you know, no real focus to it. So now I'm much more focused with my strength approach and, and that prehab routine. And, um, you know, that's not to say I don't get my niggles here and there, um, but it, it really has changed the game for me. And hopefully I'm going to, you know, be sailing on into my old age with, with healthy running. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So, yeah. so as we allude to, you coach the more traditional training plans, the non-heart rate training ones, but your plans definitely aren't vanilla. So what are some of the hallmarks of the plans you design? Um, I would say that, um, you know, I like to get people started um, just with laying down a base for the first few weeks or so. Um, I, I think that's a definite hallmark that you'll see across the board with all the plans. Um and then on those plans that have some speed work in them, you know, starting to ease into that speed work as, as we go along and, and um, you know, just kind of keeping that in check. Um, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of race pace work thrown in there for those who are really going for a goal, because I do think it's important to spend time at your goal race pace if, if you want to make it a comfortable thing for you. Um, so, you know, rest days definitely in there and, and believe that they are very, very necessary. Um, and, you know, the optional cross training and rest days are in there, too, for those weeks when you're feeling kind of, wow, I could use another day off. You know, I'm really mm -hmm. beat and, you know, or schedule's crazy this week. Let me take it. Yeah. Let me take the optional rest day, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, but you're not like a huge fan of hill repeats or do, do you have people spend a lot of time at the track or... No, I actually really don't have anything track work, track wise oh, nice. in there. Um, Excellent. Well, what, yeah, I mean, a, a couple of reasons for that. One, it's hard for some people to find a track and, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you know, a convenient track. And these are busy women and, you know, getting out of the track, it can be tough. Um, you know, two, I think, I think you can get just as much accomplished on the road, you know, um, because, um, what, what are you going to be racing on on race day? You know, you're going to be on the road and you're going to have undulating terrain and, mm -hmm. and turning corners and all that kind of right. stuff. So I think it's kind of good to, to do some, some um, speed work on the road for that reason. So, that's, um, yeah, that's good thinking. I haven't been to the track in for, for speed work in a long, long time. And I hadn't thought about that. The fact that doing it on the road is mimicking more a race scenario. Yeah. 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 I, I have a, a friend who, I mean, she's, she's an amazing runner and she, she has not been on the track either in years. She just doesn't want to do it. And, you know, she's out there on the road. And so I'll join her for a lot of that speed work. And um, I do think there's a lot of value in that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, so I got to say, and well, there's something, let me just put in a, a yeah. little plug for the track just because um, <laughs> I, and it's not necessarily about, about, you know, where you're running, like on race day, that makes a lot of sense. And, but I will say like going there every once in a while, like not weekly, not even maybe once a month or maybe even once every six weeks it's nice. Like it's nice yeah. just to have a different setting, right. And yeah. to, like, put yourself on autopilot. No, I agree. I agree. And I will say, here's one thing that I think is 
Yeah, yeah. And I, I think one of the, the, the more valuable aspects of track is, and, and although this has kind of gone by the wayside because of everyone's watches these days, but back when, and I still depend, I still use like a, a plain old Ironman, Timex Ironman watch. Okay, mm. I don't, I'm not a big Garmin fan. And, you know, I, I mean, I'll use them on the road um, to, to track my mileage and things like that. But when I'm doing track work, I like to go back to my old fashioned watch. And, and, and one of the reasons is because I do think the track is a great way to learn how to feel your paces. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're not looking at that feedback, the constant feedback of your Garmin on the track, you know, maybe just checking your splits every quarter or something like that. I think that's a good way to, to get that sense. So, but that, like I said, that's kind of got out the window because there aren't many old school runners like me using the plain old strip down watch anymore. <laughs> so. I think that's going to be the future though. Watch out, you know, in, in five or 10 yeah. years, you know, we're all going to be wearing, you know, Converse and, and wearing our Timex Ironmans, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sundials on our wrist, yeah. Like Fred <laughs> right, Flintstone. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <Holy. laughs> so, so Divina, you already alluded to some of the 2017 programs. Um, kind of, um, how about you, you say them and then Amanda can fill in the blanks as to what some of them are about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, um, so like I said, we're, we, Amanda has taken the programs that, um, Christine Hinton started a while ago and, um, and, and it kind of, uh, has Amanda, Coach Amanda sized them a little bit, which is fun. I mean, yeah. you know, you can't change, you can't overhaul the whole program. I used to get some feedback like, well, if you're going to do the 13.1 run, walk, you know, plan again, you're going to have to change it. And I'm like, but how else are you going to 13.1 run, walk? Like we can maybe like switch the intervals a little bit, but it's it's still, you know, you still mm-hmm. got to go the miles in order right. to, right. to yeah. do it. So, yeah. um, so I mean, so basically that, you know, the, the, the structure stays the same in that you have to put in a lot of miles, right? But we've cut back the um, the 10K programs. They used to be 15 weeks and now they're 10 weeks. Oh. Or, or 12 weeks. I'm sorry, 12 weeks, right, Amanda? 12 weeks. 12, yeah. 12, yeah, yes. yeah, that's right. Yep. And then the 13.1 yes. plans, like I said, those three of them, the run, walk, the run, and the race are going to be at stay at 15. And then those two marathon go the distance and crush the distance are going to be 18. And um, and they come, you know, with all the, you know, the um, the features that all the Train Like a Mother Club things come with. The, the thing that I'm really excited about this year is um, is GoToWebinar. <laughs> a little tech geek, but um, that's what we did with our goal setting and, um, and race planning 2017 conversations last week. And what it is, is it's a chance um, to connect to talk um, one-on-one with a coach. So, you know, so they can come, you know, come in and we'll, we'll schedule them at certain times and, um, and you can come in and talk to coach Amanda about your question, but, and certainly you'll get your question answered, which is helpful, but everybody else who's listening will hear it as mm-hmm. well. And I mean, we have other options um, of doing that in the train, like a mother club every Sunday night. Um, all the coaches will put up, ask your coach like Q and a, you know, every Sunday night, what, what do you got? I'll answer. So there's this group kind of, you know, um, learning going on. So even if that situation doesn't apply to you, you might pick up something that right, will help right. you down the road. Um, but it's just, re- it's really lovely. It's it's really, uh, I mean, I have to say like, yeah, the webinars went for a long time, but mm-hmm. it's not like I, I really enjoyed them for the most part until I got really hungry. And then I was like, <laughs> step, uh-oh, step uh-oh, aside, uh-oh. And now I gotta eat. The alarm, um, <laughs> the alarm needs to sound, Dimity is hungry. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, Five minutes um, until meltdown. Exactly. Um, but but so, and then, and then if you can't make it to the webinar, you can watch the recording. So you, you're gonna nice. you're gonna have some, you know, we're doing our best to kind of bridge. I mean, technology is pretty awesome, so we're doing our best to make it as personalized as we can while keeping it affordable and still getting everything that you need. So it's it's gonna be 
it's going to be fun. I mean, and then we'll do podcasts again as well, because we know that people like to listen to those when, when they're running. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just going to be, you know, that it, we want to help everybody and we can help, you know, um, you know, have their best race and we can help you by, you know, if you need to change your program up a little bit, if you need to, um, we had one person who's training for a, what, a 30, she's, she, was she walking 30 miles a day in Spain, Amanda? Yeah. yeah for, uh, for 15 days straight or something. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously <laughs> we're not going to thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> we can't, we, we don't have the capability to write that program for it, but you know, she was like, well, I'm going to do a half marathon program and then what else should I do? And so coach Amanda just had a couple bullet points for you to keep her going so stuff like that so we're happy to do that because you know we know that everybody is a little bit has a little bit of a special situation and we want to like I said we really want to support you and help we want you to have the best race you can so Mm -hmm. absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely yes so to that end you've talked about your um pre we talked a little bit about your prehab routine and and we are including that with every each of your programs so can you just give us a little glimpse into it what what do you do at 5 a.m coach amanda sure Like like every weirdo runner, I get up and start doing some exercise right out of bed. And, um, you know, so I, I, I like to think of it as, as, you know, it's prehab. It's kind of a dynamic warm up, you know, so that you're going out the door, not so cold. Um, but uh, what, what I've done with the plans is, is offered up, I think, eight or nine different exercises that are all body weight exercises mm. so that you don't need to have anything to go along with, with the routine. And, um, you know, there are things like... Um, Oh, you know, like a, like a single leg bridge, um, with a leg extension and, um, or, you know, like a step up onto a step with one leg, um, hip hikes off the side of a step, that kind of thing, all things designed to build up some hip and glute stability, um, strength and stability so that, you know, you're going to be less prone to injury. And, um, they're, they're just little moves that you can invest 10 to 15 minutes of your day in that are going to give you a, a lot of bang for your buck. So nice. nothing time consuming, all simple. Um, and, you know, I, I hope it goes a long way for helping people stay injury free um, in these coming cycles with, with the training. I have to say that I have I haven't done exactly your prehab routine, but I've done similar things when I've been training for a target race, um, typically a marathon. And boy, it just makes such a huge difference. I mean, it is, like you said, not too much time, not, you know, it doesn't make you sweat a whole bunch. Like I oftentimes would do the exercises actually in the evening in my pajamas sometimes. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, there I am doing fire hydrant and hip circles and leg swings (laughs) and things like that while watching survivor or whatever. But, um, but yeah, I mean, they just, they just do things that you can't, that you sort of aren't even aware of yet on race day, you're certainly aware of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And they get those muscles firing that you need to have firing, you know, before you got the door too. So um, another bonus to them. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I would also do that. I would do um, like a bunch of lunges and things before starting a particularly demanding workout, you know, not just, you know, for a three or four mile run, I could just go out and run it. But if it was going to have some speed work in it, that's when I was doing those dynamic things beforehand. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, good. Yeah. Good, good. Well, we've got a great year ahead. And then the other thing that I have to kind of just give coach, put in Coach Amanda's corner is that she is a writer as well. And we, we do like the writing kind of mother runners around mm-hmm. here. So her... Yeah, it's a, it's a mold we're familiar with. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> basically like, popped her out of our uh, mother runner mold. But um, so her columns, you know, Ask the Coach columns or Coach, you know, 
um, uh, what do we? Oh, coach's corner. That's what we call them. Sorry, it's yeah. been. It's, it's well, not like no. you edit newsletters or anything. <laughs> 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 They're going to be full, really helpful stuff. I mean, some basic stuff, of course, if you're starting out. Um, but just a new new perspective of looking at things different ways, and also just kind of getting digging in a little bit deeper than a typical, um, you know. Uh, just advice column would do so yeah yeah and also um i mean you can always look for amanda's byline you know when you're out and about in the real world the non-tlam club you know uh i love i love that you write a lot of stuff for the washington post yeah and outside so um yeah so amanda loudon l-o-u-d-i-n there you have it yeah (laughs) okay well great well thanks for joining us amanda absolutely my pleasure so Coach MK and Amanda were probably familiar to many listeners or people in the Train Like a Mother Club, but we've got a new program I'm really excited to announce. It's the triathlon training program. We are going to have a sprint in Olympic distances, um, and it's going to be led by two forces out of Chicago. One is named Elizabeth Waterstrat, and one is named Jennifer Harrison. And um, because it is a full moon and because um, we have a lot of tech challenges around here, we just have Jen um, or Jenny or Jennifer on the line. Um, But she is a good friend with Elizabeth and they tag team a lot. So excited to have you. Thanks for joining us today, Jen. Oh, you're welcome. Excited to be here. Awesome. So why don't you start by telling us both about your family and then you can also let us know about um, Liz's little chitlins. Yes, of course. So I, um, we have, my husband and I have twins and, but they are 14 now. So, um, I promise that there is, and there is light at the end of the tunnel for all of you moms with little kids, but I will say that I will take the little kids over the teenagers. Oh my gosh. Any, any day. Remember this bigger kids, bigger problems. It's all about sex, drugs, and rock and roll now. So Jenny, that's so <laughs> fine because that's totally what we talked about in the intro to the last podcast. And I, I oh, had really? I had never heard the phrase little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. But now I swear like I'm on like painted on a wall because it is so dang true. Well, and Sarah, Jenny has uh, boy-girl twins. Oh, okay, nice. Yes. Oh, oh, let's do a little uh, virtual fist bump. My boy-girl twins are 11 and a half. Oh, that's still the golden age. <laughs> oh, they, that's oh, they, uh, yeah, see, but she's a little ahead of, uh, I don't know, because he's so firmly a little boy and she is, yes, you know, she's desperate to be a teenager and oh my gosh, the battle royales. Oh, it's, there's a lot of tears in our house. Um, but carry on, carry on with your tale of your family. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> anyway, so we just have the two, we just had the two twins uh, or the twin, the set of twins um and that's it and that's plenty and then elizabeth uh yes and elizabeth and i are very good friends and elizabeth um has three children and she has a boy a girl and a boy and the little boy is only six months and the girl is three or four she's gonna kill me i don't know the exact age and then she's got an older one who's in kindergarten so she is uh yeah she's got her hands full yeah, and so she might say, "Oh yeah, I'm, she might call bullshit on the that, that people with younger kids have have it easy. Maybe when you have three that are that young, it it kind of right. equates to having teenagers." Yeah, right. I keep my mouth shut because my kids are gone all day. But then you know, it all Ugh. all hell breaks loose at nighttime in this house. Oh, and weekends. Oh, or weekends. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just too much. And the kids are in finals today this week, and so they're maxed out. So it is like having little adults around with their own little personalities and Mm -hmm. so anyway but it's all good and uh we take refuge in our endurance sports right that's that's exactly (laughs) Um, 
Well, so um, it was funny because we had um, Liz on a webinar on Sunday and she was talking about how in her first triathlon, she um, barely knew how to swim. She rode a mountain, her boyfriend's mountain bike, oh and she blossomed yeah. into a pro triathlete who Sarah's like, whoa, those and those triathlon coaches look really intimidating, Sarah. And I'm like, <laughs> they're not. Their pictures look a little intimidating, but, you know, because she's riding like her badass triathlon bike, you know, with like disc wheels oh, in the yeah. rain. But honestly, she is so down to earth and so... Um, accommodating for for all levels of triathletes I thought it was funny that she started like that tell us how you started with triathlon Jen yeah so I started I think you cut out there a little bit Dimity but I think you asked when I started in triathlon right yep yep okay well I I've been one of those Elizabeth is different I've been a lifelong athlete so I swam and ran my whole life um and then so I got bored in out of out of college and met my and I was running just just running, quote unquote, there's nothing wrong with that. But now as a triathlete, I couldn't, I just say just running. And then I met my husband and he's like, wait a minute, you swam your whole life and you never, ever have done a triathlon. And I was like, uh, no. Now remember too, I'm 45. So this was in nine, you know, this was in the mid nineties before triathlon was really popular. So anyway, long story short, I entered a race and did this race and ended up doing well and qualifying for some other race. And, you know, one thing led to another and I started doing triathlons. So I've done over 250 triathlons in my career. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've done all, I've done all distances. Um, My favorite distance is the 70.3. I've raced Ironman many times. I try not to do it too often because it takes too much time away from Mm -hmm. life and coaching. Um, I've done Hawaii several times as recently as 13. Um, Yeah. So I've done it. Elizabeth too, not. And so since Elizabeth's not here to tutor, you know, to talk about herself, she's, she did race professionally. Um, Elizabeth and I have coached one another over the years. We work closely together and she, um, you know, has has raised pro. She's been a world champ, a national champ champion before. And she's been to Kona a couple of years, even with me at the same year. So yeah, we've, 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 but that doesn't really matter. What all matters is that we enjoy coaching and we're good you know, caring coaches, but we have some background. And so Elizabeth came from, from not knowing, you know, the sport, I came from an athletic standpoint, but I have a lot of understanding because I was on bed rest with the twins for eight weeks. Oh boy! So when I got off the bed rest with the twins, I had to hire a personal trainer who's actually an athlete of mine. I coach and, um, she had to get me ready to stand up again, to walk again. And, um, I got mastitis really bad. Like, super bad. I was super sick. Um, and so I had a lot of hiccups when I was coming back after the twins from being on bed rest and trying to come back too quickly, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I learned a lot about, uh, about trying to bring people back from pregnancy. And, um, anyway, so yeah, so we, between Elizabeth and I, we've kind of done it all been there. And, um, and it's interesting cause she's got baby kids now and I've got, you know, teenagers. So it's, we, we complement each other quite well. Nice. Nice. And you're a true Midwesterner, I feel, because you started to say that, you know, tooting your own, tooting her own horn. And you were like, no, I'm not going to say that. Like, you know, right, right. <laughs> talk I about her accomplishments. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So born and raised in Chicago, you know, born and raised in the Chicago suburbs. So nice. um, in a trailer. So I am pure Midwest uh, white trash. <laughs> 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, so it's Well, and so Jen, talk a little bit about. I mean, yeah. So you obviously are both are super skilled. I mean, but you talk, you coach athletes of all levels, right? I mean, because we're gonna have these programs are gonna be um, for sprint and Olympic distance, like we said earlier, and they're gonna kind of be for the beginner to intermediate. Like they're gonna have a range. Each program will have a little bit of a range. So if you're coming at it for the first time, you'll get your needs taken care of, and if you're coming at it for the second or third or eighth time, you'll also have your needs taken care of. Um, so, but you, you coach those kind of people as well, don't you? Oh gosh. Yeah. And see, that's, I think that's one of the misunderstandings about hiring coaches that, that have raced at a higher, you know, an elite level. I, it doesn't mean that we only coach elites. We wouldn't have a job. So, um, we coach all levels and we really love all levels. So we have pure beginners from couch to 5k from couch to sprint triathlon. Um, and we also have, um, you know, like I said, super elites and, you know, Melissa Stockwell, who went to Brazil and for Rio and, and won the bronze medal in para triathlon. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, we do all, we do, we do it all. And I love the beginners and frankly, Elizabeth and I enjoy the beginners so much because it brings us back to the grassroots. It bring us, brings us back to remembering why we love this sport and, and helping others in the community for beginner triathletes is, is phenomenal. So we absolutely, uh, you know, have a ton of athletes that we work with that are beginners. That's awesome. Well, the cool, the cool thing about, um, you know, I were talking earlier about like the webinars and the podcast and what we'll do with these guys is, you know, I mean, especially if you are fairly new, you know, we'll help you set up your bike. We'll help you with the swim. We can share videos. I mean, we can't take the webinars to the pool, you know, but, um, <laughs> but I mean, that's, that's, you know, we have a lot of tools to help you, especially if, you know, we've talked to a lot of women on the goal setting webinars about swimming and biking. And those are kind of the two big hurdles, given that they're probably coming from a running background, right? Absolutely. Yes. And, and we're aware of the hurdles that come with people's trepidations over swimming um, or even running. Uh, There's some athletes that are that are bigger and struggle with weight issues and have problems running and and equipment issues and fear in the water. So absolutely. And this these programs are are built for athletes like that. And, and, and Elizabeth and I, with Dimity's help and everybody else on the team, will make sure that that the athletes have all that taken care of. Nice. Nice. So, so what do you say to those gals who may be reticent to swim or nervous about the biking portion of a race or training? I know that when I did my first triathlon, I've only done two and it was in the mid nineties. Um, but for my first one, I was so worried I was going to fall off my bike in the race, even though I never fell off my bike during training, I don't think I was clipped in like I was on a modified mountain bike. <laughs> so it's it's pretty irrational. Yeah, and that's and that's um totally normal. And so we spend a lot of time, and I think that's what the Facebook and Dimity jump in if I'm misspeaking to your program at all here. Yeah. Um, you know, that's what the Facebook, I'm hoping the group and us being able to answer some of their fears and some of their concerns. And, you know, we put stuff in the program when Elizabeth and I wrote the program, we put stuff in there like a mock triathlon, obviously shorter distances so they can practice their transitions. Uh-huh. And we'll be able to share with the athletes transition practices and, and some of the fears of swimming and how to simulate open water in the pool in case you can't get to the open water. Some people are landlocked. They can't uh-huh. get to open water. Right. So and wetsuits and equipment. And so we're going to talk, hopefully through this program, we're going to be able to address all these concerns. Totally. Totally. So just so you know, the sprint um, triathlon program will be 12 weeks 
and the Olympic triathlon will be 16 weeks. So we have a lot of time to unpack everything, unpack the three sports and get you all dialed in for your race. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and if somebody's listening and they're contemplating, you know, taking on their first triathlon and in 2017, or maybe stepping up from the sprint to Olympic, like, what do you tell them, Jenny, to have, you know, to put her firmly in the yes camp to triathlon? This is a great, here's the, here's, here's the yes that I'm going to tell you guys. I've been around coaching for a long time and there's so many generic plans out there and that's what they are. They're generic plans. And Elizabeth and I spent a ton of time on these plans, writing these plans with a lot more specificity in them and a lot more details in them. Um, and we're making ourselves available on the Facebook page um, to answer your questions. So not only do you get, um, yes, a plan that's written for a generic, you know, not a general population, but Elizabeth and I, like I said, spent time writing more details in that program. So you guys are going to get a bigger bang for your buck. And then, and then to add on to that, we're going to answer any questions and help you guys through that Facebook page, that team page to, to make it even more custom for you than just a generic plan that you pull off the internet. So we're hoping that with Elizabeth and I's participation, it will be a little bit, a lot more hands-on, a lot more um, beneficial for you all. And how about just talk a little bit about the joy of triathlon, you know, what, like if someone's been running for a number of years, why they should, you know, kind of diversify. <laughs> we can talk forever about this. In so, 90 seconds or less. Give me the answer. In 90 that. seconds or less. My, I'm kidding. So the whole thing with, with triathlon is just a nice sport because it, it basically takes, I think some of the people get bored with running um, after a while, or they feel like they need a new challenge or a new goal, or they get injured. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of triathlon is that it, it, you get exposed to obviously the swimming and the cycling side with what that keep you injury free and make you just a stronger athlete in general. I know that a lot of my pure runners that I coach do a much better job if we can cross train them and they're doing some cycling or some, or some swimming, just, it makes the overall engine better. The overall engine of the athlete is healthier. Um, so, and it just keeps things really fun. It, you know, I don't think that the triathletes get bored because mm-hmm. there's so much going on. Yeah. I will, my plug for triathlon, I always, I mean, the swimming off or getting on the bike after the swim and the race is one of my best athletic feelings ever. I just love those first few miles out of the swim. And then the other thing is that you don't, you don't, you get to mix things up all the time. So you're swimming, you're biking, you're running, and you're doing that also on the, in the race. So you're like, oh, I don't like to swim. Well, in a couple of minutes, I'm going to be biking. Oh, I'm ready to get off the bike. Well, good. I get to run in a little bit. Like, it's not just the same, like mile after mile. So if that's an interesting perspective to you, you owe it to yourself to, to try a triathlon. Nice. Nice. Well, and Dim, I have to say, it sounds like you found the perfect coaches in Jenny and Liz. So yeah, no, they're um, awesome. I'm so excited. So yeah, it's going to be really awesome. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks for joining us, Jenny. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Look forward to uh, quote unquote meeting some of you guys online. So this is a really nice train like a mother club corner because it kind of sums up what um, what Train Like a Mother Club is all about. It's from um, Lisa, who is in the Stride Through the Holidays Challenge, which is wrapping up this week. Um, she says, I just wanted to say you all are the best. After five years of searching people, searching for people that got what it's like to be a mother runner, I have found you. I've tried running groups, and I'm always the only mom pushing the stroller, and I have looked for other runners pushing strollers. Believe it or not, I don't see these so don't see them 99.9% of the time on the Chicago Lakefront Path. 
For years since the birth of my first child, I have struggled to find the love of running again. I joined this challenge with a last-ditch effort to do just that. I realized today on my run how much I love this group. I have rediscovered my love of running outside this time of love of running outside this time of year. I've let go of my negative self-talk, and I know I have a group of women that get me in my struggles. Someone posted the other day about cleaning her closet and getting rid of all of the old, small clothes. That she is not that person anymore, and if when she needs a size six, she didn't want to be in clothing that was going to be ten years old. That was it. That was a trigger with me. My mind has been so wrapped up on the runner I used to be. She no longer exists, and I am now a new version of her. I have some really good goals, and with hard work, I'll hit them. I ran for almost 45 minutes today in 12-degree weather. That would have not happened before, trust me, That before I joined this group. Thank you all for being so awesome and inspirational. Oh, that's fantastic. Lisa, thank you, for, thank you for taking the time to write that up. That's awesome. I agree. And that's, I mean, that's it in a nutshell, right? We get you, we support you, we want you to succeed. Mm-hmm. We want you, like MK said, to meet yourself exactly where you are. You may not be the size you want to be. You may not be the pace you want to be. Mm-hmm. You may not, you know, be exactly where you want to be, but we will help you get there. Um, and we will help you get there with a supportive, empathetic, cheering, badass crowd. And I swear to God, it's just, there's nothing like it. Like, yeah. I, I yeah. Just, and so and I love fun. the part about rediscovering the love of it. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. That's awesome. Awesome. All right. And to wrap this party up, Dim, let's talk about another party that we're having. We just opened registration for the 2017 AMR Run Plus Refresh Retreat. So it is going to be September 21 to 24 in Spokane, Washington, like it was last year. It's going to be centered around the Happy Girls Spokane 5K, 10K, or half marathon with me emceeing. And you can be my support crew if you don't feel like racing it there. We have a new lineup of speakers, including the TLAM Club nutritionist Ellie Kempton, plus members of Team AMR, including Dimity, Coach MK, Coach Amanda, and me. So it's going to be like, you know, um, this podcast somewhat brought to life and and, and a whole lot more. So yeah, head exciting. on over to anothermotherrunner.com slash retreat. Again, that's anothermotherrunner.com slash retreat for all the details. And there are numerous links in there to get to our registration page. And uh, just so you know, if you register by the end of January, you save $100. The price as is marked at that $100 down price. And then starting February 1, it'll be 50 bucks more. And then starting March 1, that's when the full price will be in effect. So hurry on over there and register. So, and we hope to see you in Spokane. Many happy miles this season and in 2017.